Rosh Hashanah falls out on a Shabbos. We do not blow the Shafer, but they do blow in the Beis HaMikdash. Tzarek Lohavin, we have to understand, what's the difference? Either you're allowed to blow, or you're not allowed to blow. And if you are allowed to blow, how come you only blow in the Beis HaMikdash and not in the average synagogue? Tzarek Lohavin, Rosh Hashanah, you need to understand this concept, this logic, because the blowing of the shofar is a Torah law. Because of him, through a year, as the Torah says explicitly, it shall be a day of Teruah. Rosh Hashanah and the Torah is called Yim Teruah, the day of blasts, the day of blowing of the shofar. How is it possible then that this mitzvah becomes nullified because of the decree of the rabbis that we're afraid maybe you're going to walk four amis, four cubits in the public domain carrying the shofar? Because of this question, because of this gazeta, maybe, maybe somebody will happen to walk with the shofar in the public domain on Shabbos in order to find out exactly how to learn how to blow Shafer. Because of this, we nullify a major mitzvah that happens only once a year. And therefore, all the Jewish people refrain from blowing the Shafer on this day because one guy may carry a Shafer in a public domain. And furthermore, we need to understand that are you taking Gamba Rosh Hashanah? Because the Chal B'Shabbos Hari Muchach Shemitzit Kiyah Shefi Yeshna Gamba Poel Gamba Yadav Shor Rosh Hashanah Chal Yis B'Shabbos. Furthermore, the fact that in the base of Mikdash they blew it on Shabbos implies. Why does it imply? It implies that in truth there is this concept of the blowing of the Shefer on Shabbos when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos. That is the case. But in the base of Migdash, they blew the shofar. It means that it's a need. It's a requirement for the umpteen to blow the shofar. Why then is it nullified in the rest of the country and in Chuslaris, the diaspora? We need to understand. Furthermore, we need to understand that on Rosh Hashanah, in the Siddur, in the Mahzu, in the prayer book that we read on Rosh Hashanah, we read the verses of Shefer. Says the Rebbe that seemingly on Rosh Hashanah that falls out on Shabbos, we don't blow the shreif, but we do read the verses in the Torah dealing with the blowing of the show. In other words, in the Musaf service, we have three, three major, three major sections. 
Can you let Judy Lavin in, please? She just texted me. Thank you. I don't I don't see her coming in. She has to go in again. Sorry. I don't see her. Okay. So the question over here is that in the prayer service on the holiday of Rosh Hashanah, it's divided into three sections. As it says in the mother, Almighty God tells the Jewish people. On this day, I want you to coronate me as king. How do you do this? Say before me verses of Malchus, verses of kingship. Say before me verses dealing with remembrance. And say before me verses of shofar. And how do you do this? How do you do this? By shofar, by blowing the shofar. So there's two things. There's the blowing of the shofar. And then there is the verses dealing with shofar. So if we don't blow the shofar and Shabbos, why do we recite the verses dealing with shofar? The first two sections dealing with coordinating God as king. Okay, it makes sense. Because you're simply saying verses of kingship. Verses of remembrance also is not a problem. But it seems to be a contradiction that we say verses of the shofar and we are not blowing the shofar. Understand all this. We continue. Here, the says the Rebbe introduces the concept that is known pertaining to all mitzvahs, all the 613 commandments. The way it works is the trajectory of the mitzvahs is that we do it down here. And this causes God to do it in heaven. That's the way it works. As we call this in Kabbalah, an awakening from below causes an awakening from above. The fact that the Jewish people do the mitzvahs down here is in order to acquire and cause the mitzvahs to be done by God in heaven. All the mitzvahs in heaven via God are performed as a reaction to our action down here. As it says, as it says in the verse in the Torah, you shall perform the mitzvahs. Now the Torah says, first you shall do the statutes, and then you shall do them. Why does it say again, you shall do them, if we just said, you shall do my statutes? Says the Gemara in the Torah, it's missing the letter Vav. It says only Aleph, Taf, Mem. In other words, says God the following When you do a mitzvah, it is as if you are creating me, you are making me. Now, isn't that imagine? Isn't that empowering? Just imagine this. And every time we do a mitzvah, we are creating God. What does that mean? 
Namach Bikudin, Inu Namach, even the Malka that says in, in Kabbalah. That the 248 positive commandments represent the 248 limbs of the limbs of the supernal king of God. And this in Kabbalah represents Bechina This is the quality and the attribute of Zah, alluding to the six middle, six attributes of God. That is where these 248 limbs are created. Not only the creation of these 248 limbs, but the light, the energy that manifests in these vessels and the expansion and the enlargement of these vessels are all a reaction of man's and woman's performance of the mysteries down here in this world. Furthermore, there's a verse that says, and man will do the mitzvahs. You will do these mitzvahs. And you shall live by them. What does that mean? That mitzvah shall mailu Again, we see the same idea that the mitzvahs in heaven are created through the fact that man or human or woman down here in this world performs these mitzvahs. Because you are creating these mitzvahs down here, you are creating God above and heaven. And only a person down here, which is other, which means a soul in a body, only when you're alive can you do these mitzvahs. If that is the case, the same would apply to the blowing of the shofar. By the fact that we blow the shofar down here, we create a blowing of the shofar by God in heaven. What does that mean? What is the idea of God blowing the shofar in heaven? Blow the shofar at the new month. When do you blow the shofar? Says King David, you should blow the shofar in the month. Which month? When the moon is concealed. Implying that you blow the shofar at the beginning of the month. Now listen to this, very interesting. There's a, there's a diok of the Baal Shem Tov. Baal Shem Tov analyzes this verse. Do not know the diok of Baal Shem Tov is the teaching of the Baal Shem Tov on this word. Now, grammatically, the verse says, blow, tiku, blow. The second word is bachoidesh, in the month. Shofar, shofar. Now it should have said tiku shofar bachoidesh. It should have said blow the shofar in the month. Why did it say blow in the month shofar? Says the Balshemtoiv. He says the following. The meaning of the verse blow. In the month, Bachoidesh, Pesmichas Latiku, who, Ki Bachoidesh, Koyaltik. 
In other words, the answer is that every year when we blow, the blowing has to be a new blowing. It could be you're using the same shofar as last year, but the blowing has to be a new blowing. It has to be a deeper intention. It has to be greater love, greater passion than the year before. It has to be a totally new shofar. And therefore, when you blow, it has to be a new blowing. It must be totally new this year. And the reason is, why? Because every year there's really a new shofar. What does that mean? Being that the shofar in heaven is new, and this is created through the actions of Am Yisrael, the children of Israel. Therefore, and as it's known, the teachings of the Magid of Mazarich on the, on the statement in Prikiyavis, the ethics of our fathers. Know what is above you, which the simple interpretation means that God is above you. And here it says the Magid is more than that. Know that everything that takes place in the supernal world, in the higher worlds, in paradise, is mimchaz from you. You are the one that is causing it because it's a reaction of your actions. We are the, say, are the center of creation. We are the purpose of creation. We are the center of the universe. And because of that, everything we do has a major, major impact. We're not a simple little person. Who am I? No, you are big. You are special. You are gigantic. You are colossal. And therefore, everything that you down do, do down here has a major effect in heaven. And because everything that you do down here has an effect in heaven, make sure that the blowing of the shofar this year is greater than last year. So there's a greater light that will descend from heaven. Make sure that the blowing of the shofar is done with greater passion so that there'll be a greater passion coming down from heaven. And to explain this concept and expound on this, the meaning of shofar. Here, again, the Rebbe introduces the teaching of the Tzermach Tzedek. What is the meaning of shofar? Normally, we think about Rosh Hashanah as a day of judgment, a day of trepidation, a day that we are, we are shaking and we are nervous and full of anxiety. And yes, that's also true. But here brings the Tzermach Tzedek a new element, such a powerful, beautiful teaching in Chassidus that the meaning of Shefer means Taino, God's pleasure. Today of Rosh Hashanah is a day of God's divine pleasure. And therefore this gives us a feeling of stability, a feeling of tranquility, a feeling of belonging, of being needed, of being wanted, it's truly an empowering feeling of tremendous love and pleasure that God has with us. Let us see inside. Beats.
Hine Kamoi, the mitzvah to Kiyashafa, the Rosh Hashanah, just like the mitzvah blowing Shafa every year, Rosh Hashanah, Shubay Vachadash, and this is done in a new way, this is the way all the mitzvahs have to be done. And it says in the Talmud that every day the mitzvahs have to be brand new, even though I did the same mitzvah yesterday as today. Today it must be like the very first time. Say the mitzvah chadashim mamish. Not only like it's new, but really it isn't. Ella, kia shefer mikivin shu mitzvah kolza kolashana kiduah atam al ma shenikra mishim reish shana leitchila shana lefishu harish akhevu koy me shana in zeh biyeses. And even though this is true for every mitzvah, this concept is underscored. And this concept is highlighted when it comes to Rosh Hashanah, because Rosh Hashanah, we know, is the head of the year. And just like the head, which is the mitochondria of the entire body, the same is true. Rosh Hashanah, this is the mitochondria of the entire year, which gives vitality and sustenance to the entire year. And therefore, by the fact that we blow the shaper with a new spirit, a new passion, a new pleasure, this gives us the strength to fulfill all the other mitzvahs the same way with that same pleasure. That is why the Shoshana is called the head of the year. Not simply the beginning of the year, New Year's, for it is the head. That includes all the days of the year. And we spoke many times that the head has two things. Number one, the head has the brain. Number one is the captain of the entire body, directs the entire body, it propels the entire body. And number two, it simply gives vitality to the entire body. And the same is true of Rosh Hashanah, these 48 hours of Rosh Hashanah impacts the entire year. It gives it sustenance and life. And what you do on Rosh Hashanah helps us navigate the rest of the year. So Indians, they'll be the Indians therefore, the concept of the blowing Rosh Hashanah, the Shefer, this is really the source and the root from where we derive strength and power to perform the mitzvahs the entire year in a new flavor, with a new zest, with a newness, with an excitement like it's the very first time. To understand it deeper, the idea of blowing Shefer Rosh Hashanah is simply to coronate God as King, being that the mitzvahs that follow are an extension of accepting God as King, as God says, first, accept upon yourself my kingship. And then you can accept upon yourself my commands, my decrees. In other words, Mr. King, if I don't believe in you, I don't have to follow you. It's only after I believe in the king. Now I accept the king upon myself. You are my king. Now I will do what you want. And the same is true. The idea of blowing shofar is tamuchuni alech. The idea of blowing shofar is really each one of us saying, "We accept you, God, as our king, and nobody else is our king." Once we accept God as our king throughout the rest of the year, we can now do God's mitzvahs. 
because of the fact when we blow the shofar, this creates a new concept in coronating God as king. There's a new acceptance as God, as our king. Now that we make God king upon Israel, and by extension, God now becomes king. And all the upper worlds, all the heavens, is also done by our coronation down here. It affects the coronation above in heaven. And this is done through Israel and because of Israel. In other words, for God fulfills our requests. What is the request of Am Yisrael? We ask God, please, please God, come king of the whole world, take control. The world is out of control. Look what's going on in the whole world. There's no leadership, no kingship. Starting with America, down to Ukraine, down to Russia, England, Sri Lanka, all these countries, there's no leadership. Please, you, God, take control. You become the king of the whole world. That's what we're asking God on Rosh Hashanah. The fact that When we say, God, you become king in the entire world, it's not only this physical world or this galaxy or the Milky Way, but all the galaxies that we can see with the James Webb telescope and beyond. And that's only the finite, the physical, what we can see. And then there are worlds that we cannot see. We're asking God, God, take control, be the king. Let the whole world see your glory. Revelation of God's light. Pertaining to all the different categories and levels of creation. And therefore, that every year Rosh Hashanah says out to them. Every year Rosh Hashanah, there's a new life, a new energy, a new vitality that entered into the world and never existed before. This is an amazing concept in Chassidus that Al-Tarebbe introduces. That every year Rosh Hashanah, there's a higher light, a greater light. And this is based on our impact, our involvement, our passion. And every year there's a new light that comes down to the world that never existed before. And this is Aidei Yudbei Zashim Chadashim. Nechayiz and Nimshach Achakach. Gam Bechol Yimei Shana. And this new light is now segregated and divided through and channeled through 
the 12 heads of the month. So we have the head of the year, and now you have the head of the month. The middle Rebbe explains in great length in his book, in his Maimir, in the Teres Reish. That is Elgam, the mitzvahs, and the same is true also with the mitzvahs. The Indian Achidosh of the mitzvah is this idea that we, each one of us, each human, has the ability every day to do mitzvahs. Means we have to do it with a new energy, a new excitement, like it's the very, very first time. This is to be done throughout the entire year, every day, with a new excitement. And the power and the incentive and the ability to be able to do this every day with a new excitement. This is fueled and channeled through. The blowing of the shofar and the shofar, which is a new blowing of the shofar, as we said, tiku the shofar to blow new the shofar, a new shofar, a new blowing. Chapter number three. That's the meaning, and now it's understood. That falls out on Shabbos. We don't blow the shofar in the Medina. We don't blow it in the country. Because in order or the purpose and the objective of blowing the shofar in is that it should cause a reaction in heaven that God should blow the shofar on Shabbos. However, in Shabbos, you have this power already without any human intervention. In other words, throughout the week, we have to blow the shofar. So God will blow the shofar. But on Shabbos, God blows the shofar without us blowing the shofar. How do we see this? It's known. And Rosh Hashanah, we say, or on Yom Tiv in general, we say, God sanctifies the Jewish people. And the Jewish people sanctify time. God gives us the power to sanctify time. However, Shabbos, however, is sanctified on its own. Any Tolabi Yisrael is not dependent upon the Jewish people, Shikachua. It doesn't depend upon the Jewish people that they should sanctify the Shabbos. Therefore, on Shabbos, there are many things that are already prepared from God in heaven. We don't have to do it on our own. God prepares these things for us. Shabbos is a day that everything was already prepared. And therefore, Shabbos has many levels of perfection, of completion, even without human intervention. So now that I've asked a very basic question. You just told me that we don't blow the shofar Rosh Hashanah because basically God is blowing the shofar. 
and on Shabbos, things are run automatically. It's an auto autopilot. So God is causing these things to happen automatically. He blows the shofar. We don't have to blow the shofar. Shabbos is not a reaction. But Shabbos, Shabbos, however, is an independent entity that runs on its own. Really, says the Rebbe, is that so? We have so many verses that prove the opposite. It says, last, it says Shabbos, you have to make the Shabbos. Furthermore, it says, Zohar Shabbos. Remember the Shabbos, which means we, the Jewish people, have to remember it by making Kiddush and Abdullah. We are doing the action. So how is that possible if we are the ones who are making the Shabbos? If we are remembering the Shabbos through Kiddush, how can we say that God has Shabbos already prepared on its own? And the answer is that there are two concepts in Shabbos. Shabbos, yesh, there are two levels. On one level, we have Masha Shabbos, one level, Shabbos is holy on its own. That comes from God. And then there's a level that the Jewish people can add to God's perfection. But the Jewish people add through their daily service, through participating in the Shabbos, to making the Shabbos, to making the Kiddush, to making the Ketotavish, to making the Chalot. What is Shabbos? Shabbos is Tainug. Shabbos is absolute pleasure. And here too we find these two opposites, this paradox. On one hand, Shabbos itself is the essential quality of Tainug, of pleasure. Yet it says, that we have to be ma'aneg as a Shabbos. We need to bring pleasure to the Shabbos. So what is it? Does God do it or does man do it? Furthermore, it says, you shall call to the Shabbos pleasure. In other words, you have to call it. When you call something, Kabbalistically, you are calling it forth from a higher level to a lower level. You are calling the quality of oneg from the world of pleasure to manifest itself in to the world of Shabbos. And that is And therefore, when the Jewish people are ma'anig the Shabbos, they bring pleasure into the Shabbos, they are bringing a higher level of reality of pleasure. So the as follows. God brings the first level of pleasure and that's for free. That's done automatically. That is done instantaneously. And then simultaneously, we bring our own pleasure into Shabbos. We bring our own schmaltery. We bring our own gefilterfish. We bring our own bottle of wine to the table. Thank you, God, for preparing your table. But we want to add a few things to the table. And we add additional earning, additional pleasure. So therefore, there's no contradiction. There's the pleasure that God brings to the table and the pleasure, pleasure that we bring to the table, which is a higher pleasure than the pleasure of God. And therefore, you have the first level of pleasure that God brings to the table. And that is a complete level of pleasure that a closing the Shabbos who shall brings a completion to every aspect of creation. 
And that is the meaning of the Kiddush, Friday night, Ve'yichud, Lu'ashimayim, Ve'orev, Bechot Tuvam. Ve'yichudu means that he completed the, the heavens and the earth and all of the legions. In other words, what he did the first six days, now he went over it again. And he brought a completion and a perfection to that. Anyone in construction or anyone who ever did construction knows, you know, you do the house, you build the house, you paint the house. And then you give the contractor a bullet list of all the details that have to be now fixed up. You missed an inch of paint on the left side. The molding is not straight. The light only has one bulb. The door is missing a knob. These little things. Yes, you built me the house, there's rooms, there's doors, there's windows, but it needs some caulking here and it needs some TLC over there. That's what God did on Shabbos, right before Shabbos. He perfected the world. Yet, says the Rebbe, says Chassidus, that we, Am Yisrael, have the ability to go to a higher level than that level of Oinik. We can bring the world to a new level of pleasure. That is the meaning of Not only God finished the heavens, but he completed the heavens. As the Tzedek explains, Therefore, on Shabbos, you also have complete pleasure coming from God. And therefore, this gives us insight why we do not need to blow the shofar in the Medina and the country on Shabbos. Why? Shofar, by definition, is the quality of tainu, the quality of pleasure. As he explains, as he explains in the Maimir. The word shofar etymologically means to beautify your actions. In other words, to bring pleasure through your actions. One who gives words of pleasure, words of, of encouragement, who gives, delivers good news, good words. So the word shefer and shapru. And shafer are all the same. In other words, shafer means good, it means pleasure. That is the definition of shafer according to the Tzemach Tzedek. And therefore, when you blow the shafer, you, you are basically bringing pleasure to the entire world. Tzemach Tzedek brings additional terminologies there. Which are all associated with tiny with pleasure. So Schaefer simply by definition means pleasure. Everything that's above comes from you. Every one of you who's on the Zoom and every one of you who's not yet on the Zoom. Therefore, in order for there to be this quality of tiny, which is Schaefer, normally we would say, to create pleasure in heaven is through pleasure below, which means through the fact that we blow the shayfa. This is true every year, Rosh Hashanah. And Rosh Hashanah falls out during the weekday. 
Because the ain't gain, however, be shabbos. But Rabbi Yisrael falls out in shabbos. Already from heaven, there's automatically prepared this pleasure. To leave it as Adam without human intervention. This is a complete, perfect pleasure. And that is why when Rosh Hashanah falls out in the shops, and even though normally we have to blow shade for Rosh Hashanah every day, but being that it's on Shabbos, this objective of Shafer, which is pleasure, is accomplished by Shabbos itself. And therefore, it's not so important that we blow the Shafer throughout the rest of the country. Like we would do on an ordinary year. Therefore, the Shashanah blowing is pushed off. Therefore, all you need is a little excuse to push it off. It's enough. Be that essentially that we, we don't need to blow the shaper anyway, because Shabbos accomplishes this pleasure on its own. So now that we have an external reason that maybe somebody will carry the shaper in the public domain, this no, this alone suffices to stop blowing the shaper. So we're going to stop over here for today, and just to recap, the Shoshana, the full time in Shabbos, we blow, don't blow the shofar. Even though the shofar on one hand is so powerful, it brings out a new light to the year, a new energy for sustenance, for life, for success. It also brings down a new level of desire to fulfill the mitzvahs in a brand new way, like the very first time you did it. Yet, after all this, we don't blow the shofar. Why? 